Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. How you like that? Bada bing, bada boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. You go like that, da 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 Yeah. It's black o pinko. Is that really how it's pronounced? No, it's black pink, but in Korean, it's black o pinko. Because the Korean language, every syllable has the same stress. So if it doesn't have the same kind of like canon, they add an extra sound to it. I could be completely wrong to this, but being Korean, I think I have an idea of it. But like we go black. Right, like black, uh-huh. that the k is softer. Yeah. But they want black, black k, pink k, right, uh-huh. rather than black pink, because like um, English is like more sing songy, where we yeah. like the stress is different, where we're like computer, mm. where it's like computer. Yeah. But they're like computer, <laughs> like everything is like da da da, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but when I first went to Paris, which was the first place that I'd ever been outside of the U.S. Uh-huh. Um, my friend who I was visiting there was telling me that language in French had been changed over time to sound more aesthetically beautiful. Huh. And I, again, I don't know that there's like truth behind that, but I do think French is a very beautiful language. Um, but I think it's cool the way that language itself has like evolved over time for different reasons. Yeah. It's sort of like the Bible. Well, did you know that American English was actually the first English I think we've spoken about this on the, the podcast. Is it, this the Monet conversation? Yeah, and British English actually came after American English. We don't need to get into it, but if you doubt us, Google it. Mm. Hey, guys, I'm Brian. I'm American Shane. <laughs> and you're listening to... Fruit Snacks! I think I'm tired of being broke, to be honest. Are you broke? I am broke. I feel like you haven't like done anything. Like you haven't not done something because of money though. Yeah, because that's the problem. I'm living as if I'm not broke. <laughs> yeah, right. So you're not really broke. Because if okay. you were broke, you wouldn't be able to do the things that you want to do. So here's the thing with me and my idea of broke. When I say broke, I don't have the amount of spending money I like to do or like to have. And I'm definitely living beyond my means to where I'm starting to live in a deficit. Mm. Just because, one, I got laid off at Disney, yeah. and that was not a lot, but enough to get me by for, like, spending stuff. And yeah. then, obviously, like, flying was my main source of living mm-hmm. as far as bills and stuff. And now that flying is just one thing, and then I'm only on call where I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, I just did airport standby this week twice. And people are always like, what's airport standby? When people ask, like, can you do something? I'm like, I'm on airport standby. I guess it's weird to think about airport standby when you think of it mm. that way. Cause like, it sounds really glamorous, and it's so not. It's not. And when I say glamorous, I just mean like easy. Yeah, well, because like I had airport standby at Ontario. So what that meant is I was scheduled from 1 to 6, a five-hour shift, Oof. to sit there. And just in case someone didn't show up to work, I would go whatever flight and work that flight for them. Mind you, there was only two flights taking off, one at 3 and one at 5 during that five-hour block. So I clocked in, went to in and out <laughs> came back around three o'clock just in case they needed me left again got boba and then came back at around five and then left early for my shift which you're not supposed to do any of that you're actually say, supposed none to of sit. which you were even in your uniform for <laughs> i was not in my uniform at all i was in gym clothes but i knew i wasn't gonna get used but with all that said i'm broke because i'm not being used yeah and i don't make the per diem and stuff and so 
yeah, sometimes I wake up a little bit depressed about it. And then I realize if I lose the house, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like I was saying, I'm not broke, broke, but I just am not making money. Like I'm like, obviously, because one of our roommates, Brandon, moved out. Yeah. So I'm paying for his portion mm-hmm. of the mortgage. Yeah. Well, not his portion. I'm paying more of my own mortgage. We could always Airbnb. We could. I had friends in New York who had an entire, I can't say an entire basement because it wasn't like the size of their apartment, but it was a full room with its own bathroom. I don't think a shower. So the person had to like use the kitchen and the shower upstairs, but they Airbnb'd it out. um, And like there were months where they either paid like maybe a hundred bucks each or nothing just because they were able to like Airbnb so much. Do you think people would want to Airbnb in Long Beach though? I think right now, if you priced something that was competitive to anything that they would find around Long Beach, potentially. I mean, anything extra would be nice. So maybe I should. That's actually a good idea. But do we want to do that? No. (laughs) What's been going on with you this week? Um, Well, I've been working out a lot. I got my hair cut, which was like so great. It was such a good experience. And I actually had to see somebody new because... The guy that I've been seeing has not come back to work yet mm. and probably won't until like next year. Or he said that he won't come back until there's a vaccine. Yeah. And so he's referring all of his clients to her. Um, and I went and she's like, I like her. I don't know if she's a lesbian. I get the lesbian vibe. Yeah. But she has a daughter. She's like all tatted up. Like cute. Cute. Um, and she was just like, yes, I love it. Like, let's do that. Like, let's do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just hyping me up for no yeah. reason. Um, yeah. But that was like, it was so nice to feel like, cause Russell's been cutting my hair, which I've been so thankful for, mm-hmm. but this felt like more normal. Yeah. So on top of like going to the gym, I got a haircut and my life is made. It sounds like much, not much has been happening. Not much. <laughs> no. My mom, every time I talk to her, I told her like months ago, I was like, don't ask me about my job hunt unless I update you. Oh, I know. I know exactly that mentality. Yeah. She still asks me every time I talk. <laughs> She's That's like, any parents, job update? Yeah. And I'm like, no, girl. Did I tell you anything? Uh, she's like well i'm just hoping and i'm like yeah me too <laughs> for real and it's like just a reminder that like it's nothing has progressed so you're yeah. like cool thanks yeah, mom literally. love you too yeah but she sent you a cute candle and a cute little she sent me a whole mug. box she had like desserts and stuff in there she wow. sent me yeah that little like gnome looking it, it's holding like a pumpkin white latte or something what, what he's explaining mm-hmm. y'all you know like when you have those little blocks that say like eat or live laugh love yeah. that's what's being sent to this house and yeah. it it's getting great. put on decoration mode so i'm so happy that we are um but you can see the difference <laughs> between my taste and her taste oh like, for sure i have these skeletons over here she's which trying just... to she's trying to gentrify my own home yeah <laughs> wait until she comes for thanksgiving i come into the house and it's gonna be a completely different home yeah. <laughs> um but it's funny too it like she loves getting me anything gay. Yeah. Anything. She's if there's like, a rainbow my on it. Gay, I love yeah. it. <laughs> there's a rainbow, like she's here and down to buy it for me. Yeah. So that that candle holder that she sent, which is like a Bath and Body Works candle holder, it has like what essentially are just like silver stripes around the whole thing, but they've like put rainbow, rainbow stickers yeah. over each of it or each of those. And then she also sent me a Starbucks tumbler that's all white, but it has a rainbow band around it. 
And it's so funny because, like, I love that she's so supportive, but nothing in my life screams rainbow. And if it is, it's so muted that you can barely tell that it's there. And hers is just like, she's more gay than I am. And I just have to take that on. But I've been watching, uh, what was it? I watched something, and or maybe I listened to something, and they were talking about the loss of mothers. And I was like, you know what? There's going to come a day when she's not in my life, and I will look at like the rainbow candle holder that she gave me that I didn't really have a connection to, but will connect to it because I'm like, sure. look how proud she was of me. For sure. You know? I mean, that's a really actually very insightful way and mm-hmm. a good way to look at it, actually. Because normally, like, I'll take that kind of stuff back and I'll return it. Yeah. Or not return it. I'll exchange it for something that I would like. Right. Um, but things like this, I'm like, again, she's so proud of me. And that's something that I'm going to want to carry forward when she's not around to remind me. She's all in Bath and Body Workshop for herself. And she's like, ooh, can you add this rainbow? My, my son's a faggot. I'm going to send him. He lives yeah. in California. She does. <laughs> all proud. She does. When I, go, when I go shopping with her, like when she came out to visit me in New York during yeah. the holiday season last year, or anytime she comes out, every time we go somewhere, oh, like perfect instance. When I went home to Chicago this year um, during COVID, you know, like everything, all businesses like closed early and whatnot. Uh-huh. I get in from my flight and I'm trying to eat like a little bit healthier because I know she wants to dive right into like fried food, which is the food of the Midwest. And we go into a restaurant and they're like, oh, sorry, we actually just closed and their their hours just hadn't been updated online. She goes, oh, he just flew in from California. <laughs> and I was mortified, but I looked at her and I was like, they don't care. Like <laughs> literally. literally, they don't care. <laughs> And um, they're like, oh my, from, wait, imagine, did you say California? I'm just signing autographs oh and like my getting God. VIP treatment. <laughs> but I mean, it's cute because again, she's like so proud, but it's so mortifying in person <laughs> while it's happening because yeah. I have to look at the people behind her and mouth like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, just, just deal with it for a that's second like a, and I'll that's get like her a out. sitcom. At least your mom Literally. knows you exist. Yeah, <laughs> true. My mom's like, Brian who? I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> what I do not like about the gay culture i guess is that why are we represented by a rainbow flag i get it but yeah. it's the most tackiest motherfucking bullshit ever i like the new pride flag with the black and brown and the trans the trans triangle yeah. it's so funny though because like honestly that is exactly us just over the top uh-huh. <laughs> so extra so extra yeah i mean the only alternative that i could see is like just a plain white flag I'm just dumb. a plain white square. Yeah, I'm down. You know, I'm down for that too. You know me and minimal. I love it. Yeah. Or maybe like a, a plant <laughs> for growth. <laughs> Actually, I saw somebody at the gym um, tonight and he had, he was really cute, uh-huh. but he had on a white shirt and in big green, like hunter green letters, it said plant daddy. And I thought that, I should get that for you. You should. So yeah. if anyone wants to send us anything, you can send me plants or plant daddy attire. <laughs> was he gay? I don't think so. He looked like he could be, or like he could be swayed on a drunk night, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think like regularly, That's okay. like IRL, you know? You guys, so you know how a while ago, I think we said on the podcast that Shane stole a mattress from Amazon? <laughs> Two. Two mattresses from Amazon? Yeah. We just stole a third mattress from no, Amazon. No, 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 not we. <laughs> we no, that's we, your account. We. So we. I ordered a Amazon mattress off Amazon, obviously, and I opened the box and I called them to say it was a little bit too firm. And he offered a full refund. But because the foam comes in a compressed box, you can't put it back in the box because mm-hmm. it expands. And due to COVID, you can't return shit because yeah. it was quote unquote used. So I got a free mattress. So if you guys are looking for new bedding, 
literally go to Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because that's what makes Amazon so uncompetable. Yeah. Is like you can call and and return a four, three or $400 product. The first one I bought was like 450 The second one I bought was like 300 I returned over $800 worth of product and there was no like um no hassle about like getting it back to them and they can afford it like they can afford Literally. to do that like hundreds of thousands millions of doing, times over what we're doing is just reclaiming their tax break reclaiming my time <laughs> reclaiming my motherfucking mattress yeah um <laughs> can you hear my retainers can i hear your retainers yeah no you... i was gonna say i can't i didn't even know they were in oh yeah wow yeah your retainers are in can you guys guess what time of day it is right now <laughs> <laughs> season or like kind of where I'm at in life but I this is so bad because it's like I know people who listen to this podcast are sometimes younger but I'm really desperate for some dick Mm. I was talking I went to go get lunch well I went to go get lunch by myself on second street and Mm. I was sitting at Pietra's which is like that like um bakery the Greek bakery yeah Greek bakery and I was having a euro a chicken euro and then I Mm. called Anthony, I was like, hey, are you on 2nd Street? I'm on 2nd Street, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I'm actually going down the street to pick up some uh, accoutrement. <laughs> mm. A little adult fun stuff. He would stuff. use words like that. Um, he didn't say it like that. Oh. <laughs> but that's how I'm saying it, not to put but his business out there. did he say accoutrement? No. Oh. <laughs> that's some okay. gay shit. And he finally met me, and I was like, uh, we were like catching up and, you know, just having normal conversation. But I was mentioning how I wanted some dick. And he's like, I don't understand why you just don't get dick. Like, that is so easy. And I was like, it is. it is easy, but the dick I want is complicated. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know what it is, but I want straight dick. Mm. Not because they're straight. That's not the fascination about it. But for some reason, I feel like this is such a generalization. But I just assume men are dirty, right? And gay well, men that's are... your type. Gay men are dirtier. Well, yeah, it is my type. But I also feel like women are cleaner. So if a straight man is having sex with a woman, for whatever reason, I feel like that's a cleaner dick than a gay man mm. sticking it into all these booty holes of other men who probably have had other dicks in their booty holes. But other than that, for some reason, I just want to suck dick and, like, have no relation. Like, don't touch me. Don't even look at me. I just want to suck your dick and go home. Like, I don't even care if I don't finish. Like, I just mm. want to suck dick and, like, be like, okay, thank you so much. Like, I think that's the kind of relationship, if we're going to put it in, like, sexual terms, is, like, the best thing for me where I just want a boyfriend when I want a boyfriend. And then I don't want you to bother me when I don't want a boyfriend. Mm. And is that too much to ask? Find a friend with benefits. See, but, like, who? Chikara? No. You can sleep in the same bed all the time anyway. <laughs> it's true. Me and Chikara have been actually getting really close lately, but no, I don't know. I think with Chikara, it's too close and familiar. Like That's what a relationship should be. I know, like but I don't see him in that way. Well, then we just circle back to Kevin, who once was straight, and now true. can give you the dick that you want. Kevin did respond, but it, it was kind of vague. No, he's down. Is he, he down? He said he would test the hypothesis. And what does that mean? He's willing to like... See if you two hit it off when you have sex. Oh, I see. Does Kevin top or bottom? I don't know. I think I, I feel w- like Kevin's very progressive. I feel like he would be verse, but I think he'd be a really great top. 
I I visualize Kevin topping too. Yeah. Um, I think I could do that dynamic. He seems pretty masculine in his energy, and yeah. that's why I'm like, okay, that he would top me. Because if 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 someone is gonna top me, which I'm not a very um versed bottom mm. or a uh, well versed bottom, I'm pretty mm. versed, but well versed bottom, I need yeah. someone who's gonna take control and just be like, no, do this, mm-hmm. do that, like. If I'm going to bottom, I want to take that like, oh, I'm so docile. You I'm should so go to like a, well, not right now, like during COVID. I'm not promoting that. But you should go to a sex party with nobody that you know. No, I don't think I'd be confident enough to you do that. Abso- or you should at least have a threesome. I would like that. But I would, mm, actually, no, I don't know if I could do that either. Why? The thing about sex is that I almost have to feel this weird comfort. But then the problem with feeling, this is why I don't have sex is I have to have this like weird sense of comfort, but I also don't want this sense of closeness that creates that comfort. Because I know when I have sex with people who I do know, I don't want anything to do with them after I have sex. And that's just like immediately after. Like once we're done, I'm like, please go home. Don't Mm -hmm. talk to me. So there's that, it needs to be that like, I don't know you that well. But then also with that said on the back end, I have to know you enough to feel like I'm not being taken advantage of and I feel safe in this interaction that I could like not have to feel insecure, but then also, which I probably wouldn't cause I don't really give a shit about much. But with that said, insecure in the sense that like, I don't, I don't feel like you would like have diseases or you get tested or, you know what I mean? Like mm. that kind of sense of security. Cause I've had sex with people who I thought were safe and they definitely weren't. And yeah. the way I felt after finding out that I needed to go tested was not a fun journey. And that makes me feel a little bit uneasy. Yeah. I mean, everything you just said means you're looking for a relationship because that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody (laughs) who you just want to have sex with. But I will also say that I used to feel the way that you felt about like that closeness. Uh I don't anymore. Like when I think about, obviously Russell aside, when I think about having sex now, I feel like I can have it much more easily. I may not come because that is where that closeness kind of ties in with me feeling comfortable enough to like really be that vulnerable. But there is something about being sexual with somebody that really turns me on. Yeah. That I'm able to like what you were saying where like, even if I don't come, like I'm still into us hooking up. Yeah. Like I want that. I want that physical connection. The last time I felt that way with that sense of ease of just like, Oh, whatever was, when I was like 19 in college. Oh my God. Cause like in the dorm rooms, I would like pick up guys in the dining hall and they would come back to my dorm room and we would just like hook up. Oh my God. And like, so... it wasn't even a big deal. And now mm. thinking about it, like I don't think I would ever let myself be in a situation like that. And I don't That's know why hot. that is. I know. I think it's so weird too. You said hot or odd? hot? Hot. Yeah. yeah. It was hot. But again, like do it again. I should, but why like, not? I don't in a guest know. room. I know. And that's the thing. Imagine you kick him into the guest room when you guys are done hooking up. (laughs) Like you can say that night, but not in here. But not here. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. And when you're, when I wake up in the morning, if you hear footsteps, don't come out until I'm back in my room. But like, here's the thing. They come into the room with me and Russell. We (laughs) hook up and have a threesome. I, the thought of having sex is exciting until it actually happens. It just feels like a lot of work. Mm. I don't know why that is. I just need, I think there's something internally that's making me feel a little bit like it's not for me when I, and I say I hesitate saying that it's not for me because clearly I wouldn't have these emotions of wanting to do it if it really wasn't for me. You know, like I feel mm-hmm. like my body is very not my body, but my mind is very clear cut in that sense of like if I yeah. want to do something or not. And if I if I don't know, I come to a conclusion pretty quickly just by talking it out. But I feel like I haven't been a part of a conversation or a mental 
openness that makes me feel like, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of that situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that is. And a lot of times, like even sexually, when I'm like, oh, I would definitely hook up with this person. And then I start to talk to them and get to know them. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't like you like that. I mean, but you can still have sex with them. I know. And that's what's weird is I I think the two. Does Tyler listen to this? Um, He's listened to a couple episodes. Mm. We can talk about Tyler. Oh, I was going to say, like, Tyler, somebody who I feel like you are physically attracted to that you could sleep with. Even if you're not like, I feel like he is that perfect balance of comfort and familiarity, uh-huh. but not emotional investment and depth. And that's like what you're looking for. Which I agree. But then when I think about Tyler, for whatever reason, that sexual, that sexual part almost feels like an intimacy that I don't want to go down. I think that's really what it is, is that I feel like if I... (laughs) On their end or yours? My end. (laughs) This is going to sound so stupid, but like I'm giving myself to them, even though it's not a big deal. And like if someone were to say this to me, I'm like, girl, shut up. But I don't think it's that deep, but I think there's something there when I say it is that like, because we're going to that next step and you've seen me naked or we have sex and I've been inside of you or you've been inside of me, there's that that threshold that we cross. There's that, there's Mm -hmm. that intimacy. And I feel like, whether we're close or not, there's still that closeness. I don't think he would feel like he's any closer to me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's a connection there where I feel like we're closer. And that is where I'm like, no, I don't want to get to that point. So that's where I'm like, I want to feel safe mm-hmm. enough, but not close where I'm like, I'll see you again. But then again, I'm sitting here saying I have sex with friends all the time. Yeah. Like well, you used to. I used to. But I think the other issue is like your that familiarity and like comfort that you might be looking for might also come from the fact that like, you're just not in these like sexual or even like nude positions often. Like we've talked before about like saunas or, or spas or bathhouses where like people are just naked. And I feel like that was the first time I ever as an adult felt comfortable enough. And even to this day, I feel comfortable enough being naked around other people. And I never felt that before, but I think that sort of lifted this veil of, the sacred entity of mm-hmm. like being naked around or with somebody. Right. It takes the pressure off because it's yeah. like a familiar space. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why I'm not so emotionally attached to it anymore is because I'm like, it's, it's us at like, this sounds so deep, but it's us at our rarest form. Right. And it's, it's the most vulnerable that we can be other than like with our legs over our head. <laughs> Cause that's a very vulnerable position. Um, but in being like that more and more, I don't feel like I appreciate sex any less. I just think that I'm more open to that vulnerability sure. than I was. Well, I get what you're saying because like even when now that I work at Disney, I can talk about all the juice <laughs> or don't work at Disney because I got fired yeah. or laid off. But when we were doing math and we were backstage, we would always be walking around close to naked. If mm. not, some people would be naked. And there was there was that sexual energy, and I'd always be like, I'm always so horny at work. I don't yeah. know why, but all of us would literally just be in nude colored shorts, where like all of our prints are out. Mm-hmm. And when I say shorts, it's like literally spandex, spandex tights. Like you're just yeah. like super tight, and you only walk around in that because the shows happen so rapidly that it's stupid to put clothes on to get undressed, mm-hmm. then to get redressed in your costume to get undressed and try to yeah. cool down. So we literally just walk around shirtless with just a towel around us if we want to be modest but there was that sexual energy there and when you put it that way i think there's a lot of people that i would feel comfortable having sex with at work mm-hmm. um granted a lot of them were in relationships so that wouldn't have been an option yeah. but if it ever went that direction i don't think it would have been crazy but i think you're right maybe i'm just not in sexual situations that often and i think partly i i like to have control over a, a situation mm-hmm. too so if someone is being sexual towards me there's still that like 
I want control over that. Yeah. So I don't let it go there. Yeah. A lot of times when I think I should be a little bit more free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something I need to navigate because yeah. I do want to be more sexually open because I know I have the means of doing it. I feel like you would be really good in a, like a third addition to a couple. I agree. Sexually speaking, not I agree. like a throuple, but I think that would be nice for you in that. Well, the biggest challenge that I think you would find is you coming in and trying to control two people is probably not going to happen. Yeah. So you'd have to relinquish a little bit of that control that I think you're probably used to having during sex. But I do think it would be good in that there would be an energy and a connection between them two that I feel like would level you a little bit. I agree. Yeah. I think when you bring that up, what would actually be really appeal- appealing to me would be... We're not taking applicants. <laughs> <laughs> um, Russell over me. Just kidding. Yeah, um, no, but if I was in this thruple kind of situation where I'm not a part of it, but they're mm-hmm. in a couple and I'm the third, but I'm like close to one of them and a close to the other and we can hang out separately and mm-hmm. they talk about each other and I give advice as a friend as like far as how they well, can be better. Well, that is a thruple. But how they could be better in their relationship, but it has oh. nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? And then we just have like Kinda. sex. <laughs> you want to be in the thruple. But also I think the things, like I think partly too is that like the people I'm letting me, letting myself feel that way towards and have sex with are probably not the people that I should be doing it. So my sexual identity is light. But what does that mean? That. Like, why not? Girl, think about my history. Do you think I should be having sex with those people? I'm going to mouth it to you. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do. You think I should have sex with them? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because why not? I guess. Okay. No, absolutely. See, not. And you why, didn't even have to say that for me. Why not? Because there's so much more connected there. Sorry we're being so vague, you guys, but I think some of the people we're saying probably listen to the podcast, so we're trying to be respectful, but... The second one that you just said, the reason that I say absolutely not is not only is there, like, an emotional history there, there's a lot of emotion tied to that person, and that will bleed into your direct relationship with them, and I think that's taking on more than you want to in that encounter. The first person you said, based on the, the past that I know, it is sexually based like yeah no that's true you guys have never tried like dating the way that you and the second person have yeah and we definitely didn't hang out like it wouldn't be a problem if we did hang out but i would never call especially now post disney you don't ever have to see him other than having sex facts but thank you for putting in details that people now can put the clues (laughs) together (laughs) um how many times are you jerking off a week i masturbate maybe two times a week I feel like that's pretty pretty tamed. I'm not that sexual, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Two things on that. The first is I recently found out that masturbation has been thought to help prevent prostate cancer. Oh, cool. Prostate or colon, one of the two. I would think prostate because your yeah, prostate is being too. used. Yeah. Unless your colon is like really getting, you I'm know, imagining. tightened when you're ejaculating. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second thing on that is I was listening to Dex Shepard's podcast. Uh-huh armchair expert armchair expert yep. which i highly recommend and they just did an episode with chelsea handler oh my god i have to listen i really I'm really such really a good. chelsea handler yeah. stan and it's cool because they uh, dax and chelsea um have different opinions on a couple like uh tense conversations not that things were ever tense between them but they are tense in today's current political yeah. conversation um but one of the things that dax kept talking about at one part of this interview was the biological difference between like male and female and like men's needs to just get off. Um, And his 
co-host, I, I always forget her name, but uh, female, um, was bringing up the point that she was like, but don't you think that probably comes from men overall, like always getting what they want and instantaneously at that. So they're like, I want sex. And so I just want to do it and we can masturbate and come a lot more easily based on the knowledge that I have faster than a woman could orgasm. So like, we just have more accessibility to our needs in that moment. See, well, I'll let you finish. Cause well, I, I was just going to say like, he went on to talk about like how many times he, but more so his friend growing up masturbated in stalls and bathrooms Mm -hmm. in public places. And it got me to thinking like how many guys I've probably like taken a shit next to who were like just masturbating. Oh, a hundred percent. Because like on Pornhub, there are like categories of spy cams. And when I say spy cams, I mean like somebody reaching over a stall or like next to it where there's a crack to record a guy jerking off in a public stall or public bathroom. I've never done that. Like in a in a public bathroom kind of situation, but like it got me thinking about how easily we can just come and like move on with life. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that happens probably a lot in bathrooms, especially mm. I always think at the airport because you're in uh, passing. Yeah. There's no like emotional connection. There is no like yeah. I'm gonna return here again connection yeah. to this place. So I feel like people and there's something very sexual about traveling because you're around so many people. Mm. They did talk about airplane bathrooms, and he was like. She, Chelsea Handler had said something about like how gross they were. And he yeah. goes, well, yeah, I mean, I think even guys when they try to masturbate are trying to really like not hone in on the fact the that grossness. they're like surrounded yeah. by like an airplane bathroom. Yeah. Bed. Yeah. But I will go back to what you said about men and women and how um, men just masturbate and mm-hmm. feel the need to get off more. I think the difference too, and personally from my own perspective is that socially men can experience and express their sexuality at a very mm-hmm. hyper pace right like where it's like boys are just horny boys are just that when i think girls are just as horny i think scientifically and correct me if i'm wrong typically women find their sexualness a little bit later like in their Mm -hmm. 20s rather than boys finding it in well they say women peak in like what their 40s oh i'm sure yeah Yeah. but i think that the the difference between women orgasming quickly and men orgasming quickly is that i think men just masturbate at a young age so we're more mm. experienced with knowing how to get off yeah when women don't even masturbate because there's such a stigma about it especially in high school when i remember mm-hmm. having conversations with girls I'm like do you guys masturbate they're like ew oh my god i would yeah. never yeah. i would never touch myself until like college and later when they're like wait who gives a shit i don't need a guy i can pleasure myself literally yeah um the other point that they touched on was the fact that like biologically speaking men do have way more testosterone than females and so like that plays a part in it i think so i would agree um but there's also something where like what i love about uh, and this goes to the sort of that like masculine energy conversation we've had numerous times before the times that i have jerked off in public have been in like uh, in new york's in new york only is what i'm talking about right now um saunas where men pick up on like each other's energy energy and it's so hot in the moment and it gets me like so wound up i mean i think it would get most men wound up which is why it happens because that's not an uncommon thing it's actually really common um but i love that i love that men well gay men have the accessibility to like be around that in what would otherwise be private settings where like in a korean spot i'm never going to be close enough to a female to get what i want right um, if I was straight, but as a gay man, I am around. There's no boundaries because want, yeah, yeah, they usually it's all accessible, especially when you're naked, divided by gender rather than mm-hmm. sexuality. And I guess that's the positive side. I um, I don't know if it's positive, but 
the positive side if you are in this realm of being gay and sexual mm. is that you definitely have the world is your oyster yeah but i i almost felt like the rug was pulled out of me a little bit pulled out from under me a little bit when i started talking with my gay friends in new york and this was just like common gay culture practice where like all of my friends were jerking off and hooking up in like the saunas in new york and i'm like I thought I was, like, in on this, like, underground, like, super secret society of, yeah. like, gay men, like, hooking up in the in the sauna, but it's pretty commonplace. I don't know if it's common, though, is it? And that's not me shaming it. I'm just saying I don't know if yeah. that's common because I think it might be common for you because your friends might all have kind of the same sexual paralysis. Paralysis? 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 There we go. English again is hard. <laughs> sexual desires. Let's yeah. go there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I passed the ACT, the mm-hmm. a- SAT. Well, yeah, I've made which it through one did college. You take? Both. Did you? Yeah, I took both. Oh. Anyways, um, but I don't know if that's common because I feel like I'm I would talk to like a lot of everybody gay... walking into a gym bathroom is like gonna hook up. But what I mean is, uh... I mean it's probably more common in the gay world than it is in the straight world, obviously. For sure. And I think that I don't know statistically but also speaking, gay men's take care of themselves like. I think uh, that that's gay a men generalization. In, yeah, it is. But I think that gay men tend to find themselves like in a sauna. Oh, sure. Like, that's like a luxury, I see, right? I Where see. like straight men probably go in to work out and get a really hard workout in, right. and maybe shower before they leave, but like they're just in there to work out. Right. Gay men are like, I'm going to enjoy all the luxuries of my membership. But also, I here. think gay men know they can cruise in saunas to totally. kind of get like a potential yeah. hookup. I was going to ask though, when you masturbated in a sauna, mm-hmm. did you just like, did you finish first off? Yeah. And you just finished on the ground? No, in the towel. Uh, okay, but yeah. do people just like come all over the place? Yeah. <gasps> Ew. But but that's the kind of thing that like so talking about that public bathroom situation, they talked about the cleanliness of that, not in terms of the bathroom being clean, but like guys just shooting their load all over and don't say d- shooting their load. <laughs> well, that I know is so doing. nasty. Um, but Dax was talking about how he was like, "Well, I think that I've been super courteous over the like twenty times that he's done it in his lifetime," where he's like. I'm not making a mess of it. So I'm assuming he's just like shooting into the toilet. But he's like, but I'm sure that there are instances where guys are like not cleaning up after yeah, themselves. For sure. Yeah. But here's the thing with like the public bathroom is that I already assume it's dirty. Right. So whether it's semen, pee or poop, I'm like, it's bodily fluids that yeah. I'm not trying to go by. So who gives a shit? Yeah. But when it comes to a sauna, that's not a sexual space. I guess people can say, well, people sweat and they're kind of gross and you're naked. Yes. But like that's hot. sex, like ejaculating is kind of like a different level of bodily fluids that like you have to work up to an ejaculation rather Mm -hmm. than you just sweating i don't know i guess it's all the same realistically it's not going to kill you if you like sit on some semen but well you could get pregnant (laughs) that's true (laughs) i had two abortions already well honestly if i had your choice if i was a girl bitch i would have had so many abortions i'm sure and my (laughs) pussy would be probably so fucking loose you probably get to the point where like your body can't carry babies anymore oh for sure i would have a hysterectomy right on Mm. the jump like i don't want this period get it out no you don't want that that takes away your sexual desire does it i think so hysterectomies Look at us. We This ain't an informational <laughs> podcast, okay? At least this episode. We're just going based off of <laughs> personal opinion. Should we add that? Let's add that in the fruit facts. Just first shits and giggles. Hysterectomies. Okay. If it affects the sex Sexual. drive. Okay. <laughs> um, what are some like fetishes that you like kind of wish you would get into? Fetishes? I guess not fetishes. but Let's not say fetishes, but like what porn kind of genres are you like? Uh, all services. Niche? All service-based porn. Like what, what kind of porn do you go to right now? Which is actually why I'm going to let you finish, but 
<laughs> or let you answer the question. I'm, answer, I'm like giving you a question, <laughs> trying to answer it. But I think this is why I feel the way I do about what I said earlier, and it'll all connect once you mm. finish. But go ahead. It depends on the, on like when I'm watching it. Because I haven't watched too much porn over the past like six months. There was a point probably at the start of quarantine where I was watching a lot more than I am right now. Yeah. Um. But you know, like because we have, like I say that I have different tastes depending on the time, but. I always go back to those similar tastes in different times. So yeah. like I always end up watching either the same porn or like similar porn. Um, but I love, I mean, I've talked about this before. I love porns with like backstory, but then there's times where I just want like a moment of a porn where like a guy's getting face fucked and he like chokes on the dick. <gasps> and I'm like, I just, I will rewind that part until I'm done. I know what you mean. You spend like maybe 20 minutes. Now nah, that's, We'll just be on the dramatic end. 20 minutes searching for the perfect clip yeah. and you just need seven seconds of it. That's and you're it. like, that's it. That's, that's it. what I needed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm into like what I'm watching in those 20 minutes in that like I'm still hard the whole uh-huh. 20 minutes. Um, But it, it is that like quick clip yeah. where like I maybe watch it once or twice and I'm like, that is what I was looking for. But like face fucking has really turned me on over the past like year or so. Yeah. Um, in porn. And then uncut dicks. I love watching in porn. Because I yeah. like watching how other men interact with them. <laughs> Speaking of uncut dicks, I, I was watching this porn where it was literally the title was Mushroom Head Cock. <laughs> that is so gross. And I was so about it. No. Like the head was so big in comparison to the shaft. And I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh my God. And then right below it was one that said like um, ultra curved dick. And it was like curving <laughs> upwards. And I don't know what it was, but because it wasn't perfect, I found it so endearing. And I was like, oh my God. See, the I'm hard a thing fan. about like curvatures and all that, once we start talking about that, is as a bottom, I then need to like figure out what position is going to work for us Fun. to make that work. Great. Love it. Versus a straight dick. I'm like, as long as this is going in up, we're in the right You're space. Gucci. Yeah. yeah. Lately, I'm Gucci and the Coochie. <laughs> the Gucci and the Coochie. That's the title. That's the title of the, the, <laughs> the fucking episode. Gucci and the Coochie. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, merch. <laughs> merch. Stickers. Yes, pack. print. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gucci and the Coochie. I'm dead. Here's the thing with that. Uh, what I was saying earlier about. <laughs> but like, isn't the Gucci logo the one with the two G's facing yeah. different ways? So it's just a G and a C. <laughs> G-C, yeah. yeah. And then we'll cross them, the G and the C, so it kind of overlaps. Like so in. Yeah, so yeah. it looks like a little coochie in the middle. <laughs> oh, You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're so stupid. So I was um Artwork. talking about wanting to suck straight dick. I think this is an epiphany for me. I've been watching Beefcake Hunter. Do you know what that is? Maybe if I saw so it. So it's just like really average ass burly men. That are, like, just average as fuck. And I'm obviously thinking it's, like, gay for pay kind of situation. But they're straight men. And this guy is just, like, sucking their dick for money. Mm. But it's crazy because – and this is why I find it so attractive. Because when they're talking and sitting on the couch, he's, like, letting them pick out, like, whatever porn they want to watch. Because obviously they have to, like, get into it whatever. Like, to get his bro into it? Yeah. Yeah. And as he's doing it, like, they're obviously flaccid. So they're not – they don't seem into it. That is a fetish of mine. Same. Flaccid. Same. And so he starts just, like, doing whatever. And he's acting like they are into it, but they're, like, kind of not into it. But then because he's so into it, they actually start getting into it. Mm. And then five minutes in, they're, like, throwing their head back, like, moaning, not even Mm. paying attention to the fucking porn, like, watching a man suck their dick. And I I don't think this is, like – I think they're like legit straight men. I don't think it's yeah. like gay men trying to act straight. Like they're legit straight men. And um, he'll have some people come back because they're like, like after they finish, you're like, dude, that was the best head I've ever that's gotten. Like literally like yeah. that's the best head I've ever gotten. 
like holy shit my girlfriend never like sucks my dick like that like da 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 or like i've never been with a girl like that and then they'll come back but it's like months at a time because i think they get so intrigued by the experience mm. but then it, they get freaked out by it yeah and then i i'm just sit with that thought. yeah here's yeah. the thing i'm writing a narrative i know this is my like <laughs> fan fiction but they'll come back and he'll have like repeat you know customers yeah. i guess realistically they're customers but we'll say models okay yeah. repeat models and over the course, you can see like how their relationship changes because he'll like record them from when they come into the room, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they have like a short conversation, like, "Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you." Like, da 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 da. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then there's been times where they go and start having sex because they're just so into it that they're like, "Wait, I I don't I can I fuck you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't care." And then they start having sex, and it's never like that intimate. Like, it's just very like. You can tell like very just raw and animalistic. Yeah. Like I'm so horny. I just want to get off. But then at a certain point they started kissing. Some of the guys like mm. start kissing him because like they just get really into it and they're like just like connecting yeah. in like a human way. Yeah. And then they start kissing and like the guy that's like sucking the dick is not my type and just kind of like he's just a little bit awkward. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I would even be hard and I'm gay. Yeah. Like in that situation. But I think what I like about it, and I know this is going to sound so crazy, but I feel like when I watch it, it's an authentic, like, relationship or an mm. authentic experience for that person to let go of all their fears and just have that human connection with another human, mm-hmm. whether it be what they thought it was going to be or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, obviously that that connection was enticed by, like, sexual energy, and maybe some of it might have been put on or perfect scenario, but, like, <laughs> this is going to be so stupid when I say it, but I find it so touching and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I find it so beautiful because I'm, like, that is a – I mean, I don't think they go in thinking I'm a well-rounded man, but yeah. I'm like, I love that humans are letting their guard down uh-huh. and like really letting their That's themselves. vulnerability. Yes, be yeah. vulnerable and experience a human connection just because they're in it. Whether it's money-driven, like I said earlier, or whatever the enticing element is it to start it, I feel like when they're in it, it really does feel authentic. Mm. And to me, I'm like, damn, I wish people would just be that open. And that openness that I kind of like, I guess see in this video is what I aspire the world to be. Not because mm. I'm like, oh, everyone should be gay. Everyone should just like, I'm not trying to push a gay agenda, but I yeah. do think that people really shouldn't put so much pressure on whatever the case is and like who gives a shit. And mm. that to me is what I find so beautiful, which is also why I think I like porn where the the roles are switched, right? Where it's like, a, even if it's in straight porn, I like watching a woman be more dominant because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, women don't tend to have that kind of role. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Don't yeah. write. Like there's no rules. Just like have the experience and let it be what it is yeah. without shame or guilt or anything. And to me, as silly as that sounds, I'll say it again. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> there was a porn after, um, <laughs> when I was starting my first cruise contract, there was a porn that I found on Cocky Boys. Uh-huh. And um I did. So prior to that contract was my breakup with Dennis. Yeah. And that's when I would like had gone through it and I was like so emotionally detached and in like such a dark place that I couldn't even watch porn because yeah. I just didn't have that like desire to watch people be intimate. And then I found this one porn and I loved it so much because <laughs> There was this whole backstory on like them being boyfriends who live apart. And so when they see each other, it's like so intimate and like close and they like love each other so much. And they were like really hot on top of it. And I loved it so much that I had the person I ended up hooking up with on that contract 
download that porn for me on my hard drive so I could access it on the ship whenever I wanted. Because <laughs> it was the only way I could get off at one point. Because I was like, but there's emotion in it. <laughs> and that's just like pure acting though, right? Yeah, now yeah. I'm like, just face fucking because that's all I want to see. <laughs> emotion who? I don't know her. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a girl I went She's to high the school with. to my Mariah. <laughs> when you masturbate, how? where are you when you typically masturbate? In my room. Just on my Really? Mm-hmm. And where do you finish? On myself. So you're like on your back? Yeah. <laughs> I think I would get it on my bed. That's why I'm like in your bath or in your bedroom. Yeah. I'm actually shocked by that. You, I'm going to be really candid right now. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but uh, I don't give a about shit. About how you come? Yeah. Did yeah. I tell you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should I even say it on the podcast? Yeah. You know what? I don't even give a shit. This is really candid. This is how open and sexually free I want everyone else to be. So I'm about to embarrass myself, but I don't give a shit. It probably is not even that embarrassing. But for some reason, actually not for some reason, when I was younger, the thought of Come kind of grosses me out not like in the sense that i think it's disgusting but i don't like the texture it's almost like sneezing in your mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. or in your shirt and having snot in it your is, do you yeah. know what i'm saying like that's what it feels like and i just it, i'm like oh it just feels like you're putting honey or molasses on your hand yeah. and you're gonna touch shit that's gonna get everywhere and i don't like coming on myself because i don't trust my shooting pattern like i feel mm. like it's gonna get everywhere so I, in high school, I'd always come inside or like masturbate in the bathroom mm-hmm. and it always usually be before, um, I shower, it'd be shit, come shower. That's like my routine. I would shit, Ew. I would masturbate and then shower. And, uh, side note, <laughs> cucumber melon, Vaseline's cucumber melon lotion <laughs> and love spell was like the two motions I would always Most use. What, Bath and Body Works? Bath and Body Works to uh, masturbate, which is like a lavender scent. So when yeah. I smell those two scents, I think of Ew. sex. I know it's so stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> That's like eucalyptus spearmint. I think of shit now. Because of the, bot- the, sp- yeah, the, uh, the spray. spray. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is such a tangent. But when I would masturbate, I didn't like sitting on the toilet to masturbate like people probably do when they're doing it in public, like in a stall, because I feel like you're shitting. Mm. So... What I would do is like pull up porn on my phone, put it like put the toilet seat down, put the phone on top of the toilet and then kind of kneel in front of the toilet like I'm like vomiting into the toilet to masturbate. (laughs) I know it's so weird, but that was like how I did it in high school before I'd get in the shower and then it would carry on into my adult life. And that's how I masturbate. What so I want to masturbate is like, I always get posted up as if I'm, this is so bad. I probably regret it. I might cut this out. Why? Because it's, I know people are going to write me and say, oh, should we lock you in the bathroom or some <laughs> dumb shit? Y'all love to troll me, but I don't give a shit because I troll so many people. Y'all. She so may not live in the closet, but she sure has lives in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so now I always masturbate like on my knees in front of the toilet usually when i'm watching porn but then i realized that transitions over to like how i have sex because when i was having Uh. sex a lot regularly i always like to finish doing doggy style Mm -hmm. because i think one it was like me being on my knees in that same position and two visually like looking at porn at the toilet I visually am looking at me having sex with that person that it just really gets me going. So I think it translated over because like if I were to have sex on my back, like you say you masturbate, I could literally have sex on my back forever Mm. and I like wouldn't finish if someone was like, this is going to sound so graphic, but writing me. Oh, no, I get that. Do I'm saying? Like if someone was writing me, I could do that forever and not get there. But anytime someone be like, are you almost close? I'd be like, can we switch positions? And I always feel like I would need to go to doggy to like – yeah. Yeah, but maybe doggy too is I don't see their face, so there's that lack of connection oh I'm God. looking for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I mean, that is a very Shane way to come because it's like cl- like so clean. On your back? 
No, you. Over oh, the toilet. oh, over the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, on my back. Yeah, I've tried like masturbating in the shower, and my legs start to shake. I don't like it. I get too tense. Ah. Uh. Um, and doing it into a toilet grosses me out. Why? Well, I think of like Brandon's shit stains that used to be in there and like, <laughs> that'd be so gross. Well, I don't do it into a toilet actually. I just do it into paper, like wadded really? up. Really? Oh, I didn't t- know that. Toilet paper. Yeah. Cause I don't want to like stop the motion to get up, to lift the toilet seat, to move my phone, to like then finally That's do all that. That's so weird. Why is that weird? Wait, it wasn't weird until I... <laughs> That knew that weird. you weren't coming Me? into the toilet. <laughs> it's not weird that I'm like in the position of vomiting in the toilet. And no, it's because now I, sexual I for picture me. you like kneeling on your squatty potty. So you're like, your dick would be just over the lip. No, the I'm toilet. on my knees, bitch. No, I know. But, Sorry, not squatting on your squatty potty. N- wait, yeah, kneeling on your squatty potty. Oh, no. Facing into the toilet. No. So you're like high enough to just come into it. No, 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 no. But it's weird to me that you're like, like, why can't you just kneel on your bed? I could, but then now like... I don't know. I don't kneel on my bed. I think because I shit, masturbate, and then shower. Always. Not always, but typically mm. if I'm going to masturbate, it's usually when I like am naked about to go in the shower. Mm. Because, mm. yeah, like if, if I'm already clothed out of the bathroom, I probably would not, not want to like get up to take my clothes off to go mm. do that. I don't know. Sometimes I forget the power of masturbation. What do you mean by that? Well, a couple of things. First of all, how great an orgasm can feel. Oh, for sure. Second of all, how much it can release. Like emotionally, physically. Um, But also how much it can let go of. And what I mean by that is like, we think the dirtiest, nastiest things until we come. (laughs) And then we come and we're like, oh, let me go pray. I don't know her. Who was that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Girl, I did it. Like, it's that. Um, But it's, I think it's like a powerful thing. And it's, I forget that I can, I'm. I have it at my accessibility at all times. But like, it's the same with sex though. Like when you're having sex, you're like, oh bitch, spit in my mouth. Yeah. And then once you're done, you're like, why did you fucking spit in my mouth? You're yeah. like, you told me to. I'm like, no, I didn't. True. You're a fucking liar. Well, I now know that I have to communicate everything with Russell first because I think I've been more, and this is not a diss at all, but I think I've been more sexually explorative than he has. And I haven't even been that explorative, but... um the first time that I ever slapped him when I was riding him, I like smacked him on the face and not hard, but it shook him a little bit. And he like stopped and like, almost like when you hit a dog snout and they like shake their head and look at you like stunned. That's kind of what happened. Um, so now I know I have to like, communicate that i want something or that i'm going to yeah. do something you're all riding him it. you're like russell i'm about to punch you in the nose nigga <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm all bleeding imagine. you're like how was that <laughs> no, he's knocked out <laughs> his blood is my lube <laughs> ew that's too far bitch oh, is it? <laughs> nasty girl i did it which i just heard recently um that if you're uncut you almost have like a hymen breaking situation. That should be another fruit fact thing. Cause I don't know about okay, that. Okay. I'll put in the fruit facts, but I just recently heard that. And people who are uncut, you can like tell us if this is true, but like, obviously when your dick gets hard and you're uncut, the skin pulls back. But then sometimes the skin, I guess at a certain point in your life is too tight to pull back. So you almost have to like, this is going to sound so aggressive, but like pop the head through. So uh, the only thing that I can like <laughs> in all my experience with uncut dicks, Um, the only thing that I can think back to is, and I've talked about this before as well with one of my exes who was uncut, I bottomed one time. And when I was like cleaning myself out, I was pushing out a lot of blood, but I wasn't hurting and I got scared and I went in and I realized 
So you know how like under our tongue we have that piece of skin? Yeah. We have the same thing under our dickhead. And people who like people who are cut have less of that skin because our heads are our our foreskin is already like right. pulled back. Theirs is pulled up, so they have more of that skin attachment. So if it gets pulled too far back, there can be a oh micro god, oh tear god, oh in god, it. Oh my god, oh my god. And he didn't even know that he was bleeding because it was such a micro tear, but it can, because you're hard, cause a lot of blood to come out at that point. Um that's the only thing I can think of to relate to what that would be because that right. was kind of what that was. But he had said, he was like, this is only the second time this has ever happened to me. So he had experienced it before, but right. yeah, I just rode that dick too hard ow. and dry. You know, I ow, love it dry. Ow, ow, ow. You know what I was on the other day um, that I'm like, man, I wish more men would be sexually open like this. And this is what I mean by like that point where I just feel like people experience life. And if they like it, cool. If they don't, at least they know they tried pegging TikTok. They call right. it peg talk. <laughs> What? Where it's like straight men talking about pegging experiences oh, on TikTok. Good yeah. For them. Or like women talking about how they peg their oh, boyfriend. The young generation is gonna save us. I I really hope so because a lot of men are like like I was following Guys this. Guys our age would never. I think they well, would. Well they sorry, they might now. I'm thinking back to high school. Oh, for sure. They would no. never. No, but I, I still think that the, it's very rare. Like, these are outliers mm. for these men. But a lot of them, um, like one guy I follow, not I follow, but I've kind of followed. Like, I've seen a couple of his videos. He was talking about pegging. And once he said one story, everyone was like, what the fuck? Not in a bad way, but they're like, I have to know all the Mind answers. Blown, yeah. Yeah. And so then he, like, became a peg talk spokesperson. Cute. <laughs> yeah. But not, like, officially, obviously, unofficially. Yeah, yeah. But they he just answers questions. But someone was like, how did you get pegged the first time and someone was like well i was with this girl and we were having sex and he's like i'm willing to try anything because i'm pretty freaky and she pulled out a strap on and was like are you interested and he's like i guess and he's like she's like don't worry i've done this before like blah blah blah, blah. so then she did it to him he's like at first it was weird because i was unfamiliar but then once i relaxed he's like honestly guys you're missing out like He's like, putting shit up your ass might seem a little bit gay, but it's it's God put it there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, da-da-da-da. And I was like, that's what I love. Like, people who don't give a shit yeah. and literally just do whatever just because. Because, yeah. like, realistically, it's not gay. I think people put, like, butt, men butt stuff synonymous with gay because that's how that's gay how people have typically sex, have yeah. sex. But if a woman and a man are having sex and the woman does something to the guy's ass, whether it's stick a finger up there, eat it out, or like literally just fuck him with the dildo or something phallic like mm-hmm. that, it's not gay because that's literally a heterosexual coupling. It's yeah. not a homosexual thing. Yeah. And what men don't understand is like the best orgasms happen when you're inside your booty hole. Mm-hmm. There's times that I want to like finger myself while I'm masturbating, but then I remember that I haven't douched and it grosses me out. Yeah. Cause my, my, I'm not, my body's like not regular enough to know that like when I poop, it's all out and I'm good. Like there are people like that. Um, actually one of our like avid listeners, his boyfriend talks about how he like never has had a mishap. And he's like, when I go to the bathroom, I'm good. Ooh. I can have sex after. I won't say it here. Cause Wait, he didn't. Just mouth it to me. We've been playing this game. Oh, his boyfriend. Oh, um, work was like, no, I'm always good to go. Like, no matter if I've gone to the bathroom, if I haven't, I know if I haven't gone to the bathroom yet, like if Russell wanted to have morning sex, I'd be like, absolutely not. Because what's going to come out of there is not going to be just your dick. Like, it's not the time. You're going to be finger painting. Literally (laughs) dick painting. Dick painting. Mushroom painting. He's like, okay, Van Gogh, go off, bitch. (laughs) You better paint that Sistine's Chapel. (laughs) That what? Sistine. (laughs) You look up at the ceiling. It's I like, want to meet a girl named Sistine. It's God and fucking, who is it? Adam? David? It's like the archangel something. Like touching, touching fingers. fingers or, all in yeah. brown. Shades of brown. The answer to that 
Oh, my Apple Watch trying to get into this conversation, girl. This ain't your podcast. You know what's so funny? Russell and I were watching. Um, this is gonna be my end season, so I'm, spoiler alert. But Netflix? we watched <laughs> Netflix's. Do you know Michelle Batu? No, I, I believe that's how you say her last name. She's been playing a lot of, um, up to this point, she's played a lot of, like, side roles, like, supporting roles, if you will. But she's so funny, like, heavier set, um, light-skinned black girl, freckles, and I only say all that because she talks about that appearance a lot in her stand-up. Um, but she said in her stand-up, Hey Boo Boo, and this one, Google, turned on. <laughs> We're whispering, Hey google because that shit keeps turning on yeah and she said hey boo boo and it turned on and started talking and russell and i were like what the fuck and then i realized (laughs) what she had said i see but i was home watching netflix alone one night in the living room this bitch started telling a scary story (laughs) no i'm not kidding like and at first i waited because i was like he has to i thought you had snuck in i was like he has to be in his room telling his (laughs) google home to tell this google home to fucking talk some shit that is some shit I would do. But I was home and I had this light off in the living room. Yeah. Only that light on the sink was over the sink was on. And I was in here watching Away, yeah. the astronaut show. So it wasn't scary, luckily. So my mind was kind of level-headed. It wasn't like, uh, you know, at like in chaos. <laughs> but this bitch just starts going, once upon a time. And all you hear, you know, like during Halloween's um, scary stories, they have like wind blowing in the uh-huh. background and shutters and doors and like floors creaking. All of that in this bitch's <laughs> scary story. And I'm like... There's no way this just accidentally happened, but I was pissed. Speaking of Netflix, side note, I watched Social Dilemma all the way through. Mm. To be honest, nothing was new to me. Like, I I figured that. Like, for people who haven't watched Social Dilemma, which I I recommend, like you said, to watch it. It's really good. It's just about how social media doesn't only influence us, but, like, really kind of dictates how we think subconsciously. But I, I was like, yeah, when it started getting into the election... And talking about mm-hmm. how, like, that's kind of like the terrorism that's happening. They didn't put in those words, but I put in those words of, yeah. like, literally terrorism of separating the country and, like, creating this hysteria and this, like, fear of that the other side, which is whether it's Republican or Democratic, are ruining the country. Mm-hmm. Is really, excuse me, fucking with this world that, like, when I think of things like that Google Home, I'm like, this bitch is listening to our conversation. Yeah. And this is what they, this is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. This is what she's doing. But speaking of in season, should we just jump into it? Yeah. Let's do it. Simple things that interfere. A day, a week, a month, a year. We bring it up for a reason. Simply put the sins in season. So for this week's in season, I already prefaced it. But earlier this or last weekend, um, Russell and I ordered in and I was like, do you want to watch stand up comedy? Like, I haven't watched stand up in a while and I have been feeling this need to like watch something light. Um, Where like you've been watching Shit's Creek and that makes me giggle, but I wanted something that like made me laugh. And my in season this week is laughing because I realized in watching that stand up and then subsequent things after that, like, how much I haven't been laughing over the past like six to nine months with everything going on. And I'm talking like gut laughing, like how we were in like Joshua tree when we Mm -hmm. went with a a couple of our friends Um, or small instances. And I I think like a lot of us would probably benefit from more of that. And 
for me, it was as easy as like watching a new stand-up comedy special mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen. And even parts that I probably on a day-to-day basis wouldn't find that funny. Stand-up is great because you're already in the mood of laughing. And so it's just like one after the other. So it's sort of this like domino effect. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed watching it. That's Again, good. the the comedian that I'm talking about is Michelle Buteau. B-U-T-E-A-U. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a great stand-up, but I'm excited. Chelsea Handler's just aired on HBO Max, and I'm excited to watch that show because she's finally getting back into stand-up. Um, and then I went out of my way to do things this week or watch things this week that would incite more laughter. And I think it's been like really good for my spirit. I support that 110% because yeah. honestly, and I think I'm going to be really candid here, and I know this isn't really what this part of the episode is, but I feel like you've been in a really mentally challenged place lately. Mm -hmm. And when I say lately, I don't mean like the past week. I mean like the past like few months. Yeah. Um, And I think it's one of those things where like with you, Shane, in transitions, it's always really rough on your psyche and Mm. your mental outlook and your identity. And it's hard for me to know how to navigate through that for you as a friend, because I feel like a lot of the times I feel like you're bothered by me. Mm. (laughs) And I like almost like when I'm out in the kitchen, I'm like, I don't even know if I should say like hi this morning or even engage in conversation. Cause sometimes I just feel like there's that wall there. Mm. And I try not to make a narrative of being like, Oh my God, he's pissed at me or whatever. Cause I I think it's really a lot of times doesn't have anything to do with me. Maybe it's something that I've done that morning that just triggers something inside Mm. that makes it that way. But I'm like, okay, he's probably just going through something. But I think you should go that way and keep going that way because, like, I think that, like, you are needing a little bit more light in your life because I feel like with the election and Black Lives Matter and the pandemic and then um, quitting your old airline and trying to find a new path and then finding bumps and hiccups and stuff like that, obviously a lot of that, even saying, seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that when you find ease in life – answers start coming without you having to look because Mm -hmm. you stop focusing on the things that aren't working. So I'm glad that you're finally, not finally, but I'm glad that you say that because to me already you saying that and like even recording this podcast, it feels like it's a completely different energy. So I encourage you to keep doing that for your in season because I think that actually will be really good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, For me and this in season, I (laughs) am going to go to my Korean roots Two things. One, I'm going to follow up with the Netflix. I'm going to die when you do the genealogy thing and you find out you're not fucking Korean. <laughs> I know, could you imagine? They're like, you're Vietnamese. I'm like, oh, okay. Kane. But uh, I know, Kane. seriously. Um, not poor because it's fine to be Vietnamese, Vietnamese but, but that bitch never thought he was Vietnamese. Side note, our friend, <laughs> our friend is Asian and he thought he was what? Thai, right? Thai. He thought he was Thai. His, his whole- dad's from Thailand. He thought he was Thai this whole time, but little did he know he took a DNA test. He's been Vietnamese his entire like 47%. life. Like 47%. It's like- not even like a little sliver. <laughs> like that bitch is like Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. He's Vietnamese, but was raised in Thailand and just assumed he was Thai. No, no, he wasn't, he wasn't raised in Thailand. Ra- but his, his dad, dad was. Yeah. Like culturally, he's yeah. raised Thai. Heritagely. Yes. Heritage, anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's just a funny story. But two things. One, Blackpink, I said them on the podcast. I've mm. said them on the podcast before. That's not my official in season, but they just had a documentary come out October 14th on Netflix called Blackpink Light Up the Sky. Mm. I've watched it twice. I'm such a Blackpink stan. Like, just who they are. What are they and called? like, huh? What are they called? Blacko Pinku. No, no, no. <laughs> you racist. Uh, no. That's what they say. I know, I know. I'm kidding. Blinks. They're fans. Blinks. I'm okay. a blink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like Sam Smith, I'm a sailor. That's what they are? That's what his fans are. Yeah. Why sailors? I, just the I think the S um what is that called? Alli- it 
not alliteration. Like, it's the same. Yeah. Li- yeah. Is it alliteration? I, we'll put that in for yeah. fix as well. <laughs> um, but he his fans are sailors, so I was wondering Sam what theirs are. Sailors, so they're blinks. I see. They're blinks. Yeah. Uh, but my actual in season is this group called Itzy I T Z Y, mm. and I saw a video posted somewhere of Itzy wannabe shoulder dance, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's just like the opening of their dance sequence, and I was like, "Wait, I kind of love that. That's fierce." So I kind of googled what they were, and watch Itzy wannabe, watch Itzy icy, watch Itzy uh, dala dala, watch Itzy not shy. Like their dance sequences, oh my god! And then I started getting into a rabbit hole of their live performances, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they're the ones." Okay, they're the new, like they're the new it girls, right? Yeah. And then I started watching like their behind the scenes because I guess a lot of them go on like. Instagram live or whatever Asian type live streaming services there are for the cell phone stuff. And they'll do like a lot of mukbangs where they eat in in front of the camera and just have conversations with their fans and just their personality and stuff is so funny. So their fans are called Mitzi's. I don't know why, but I'm a Mitzi. I'm a blink. (laughs) And it's funny because I'm like such a blink, like a black pink fan that I felt like I was betraying black pink because I started comparing Uh, the two. But why is Mitzi better? Well, it's just very the same lane, like that girl crush kind of like uh, all girl group, girl empowerment, dance, singing, kind of like uh, choreographed kind of number stuff. And because it's so similar, it's just like your I think your brain naturally goes to like one. You compare the two like one's better than the other. It's like almost comparing like Nicki Minaj and country like they're not in the same lane. So you don't say one's better than the other. It's just like a completely different vibe. But then when you're listening to like Cardi, exactly. Nicki, Cardi and Megan, it's very similar where it's that female empowerment, Mm -hmm. like sexual energy that you compare all three of them together. You know what's weird? I never think to compare Megan to either one of them, Uh, but I compare them. I compare Cardi and Nicki. But I think, you know what I think that comes down to, though? Their personalities. I think Megan and Cardi are so flamboyant and over the top in everything that they do. And maybe Megan is. Maybe she, I just don't know Wait, enough about Wait, you said her. Megan and Cardi. You mean Nikki and Cardi? Sorry, Nikki and Cardi. I'm going to be honest. So all three flamboyant. of them are the same archetype. Megan is just as, huh. like, crazy. And, like, she's like, eh. <laughs> Does she? Oh, yeah. Like, sorry. In, like, normal, like, interviews yes. or speaking? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has, I just haven't seen She has a her. lot of personality. But yeah. I think... Also, that goes into my head that we do that to females, to women. Mm-hmm. Because, like, think about how many men rappers there are. Jay-Z, Kanye West, da-da. And, yes, they get compared in the sense that, like, who's the best rapper yeah. or whatever. But I don't think they get comp- compared to the sense that, like, you can only like one. Where it's, like, you're either a Nikki, Barb, or mm-hmm. a, a Barty, Cardi, whatever the fuck yeah, their fans know. are. I don't know. Oh, my God. Are but Megan's stallions? I think so, actually. Oh, we'll fierce. put it in the fruit facts. We'll put it in the fruit facts. <laughs> this is about to be a long-ass fruit facts. <laughs> I'm going to die when we just end it here. Well, you are. No, but I mean, like, there's no fruit back. Oh. Everyone's like, well, I can't wait to hear about the, like, hysterectomy, yeah. the stallions, this and that. And we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you next week. But with that said, you guys, this is the end of the episode. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week. Um, if you want to... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Do you want to say it? I feel like you never say it. Let's see if you can you can do the outro for us. If you want to reach out to us, you can always find us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod. Or you can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening. The best gift that you can give us is <laughs> liking, rating, subscribing, sharing, commenting, posting, anything to do with inging us <laughs> would be great. And on that, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, register to vote. I think it's a little bit too no, late to too register. Late. Just vote but at this point. Vote, bitch. <gasps> oh shit.
hello? <laughs> I just dropped the computer. Sorry. But please vote. On that note, goodbye. <laughs> hey, bitches. So this is a fruit fact. Check. This is where we fact check facts that we might have misspoke throughout the episode. Wow, that is a tongue twister. Let's go down the list. We got four this episode. The first one comes from womenshealth.gov. We talked about a hysterectomy and we questioned if you have your period and if women lose their sex drive. So a little backstory. The uterus is where a baby grows when a woman is pregnant. During the surgery, the whole uterus is usually removed. Your doctor may also remove your fallopian tubes and ovaries. After hysterectomy, you no longer have menstrual periods and cannot become pregnant. So if I was a woman, sign me the fuck up. But then also going forward, although many women do not experience sexual problems after a hysterectomy, some do experience complications. These may include loss of sex drive. A woman may experience a reduce in libido if her ovaries are removed, as this will cause a lack of estrogen. Then secondly, we talked about the foreskin and that potential idea that men who are uncircumcised could have like a hymen tear or that the foreskin has to be forcefully pulled back for the first time in order for it to retract behind the dickhead. According to NHS.UK, a tear or pop can happen, but that does not... That doesn't need to happen for the first time for their foreskin to be retracted. A piece of the skin, which is a frenulum, or the banjo string that connects... It's a small tag of skin that connects the underside of the penis where the foreskin and the shaft of the penis connect so that the the foreskin can sit in the right position. It is sometimes tight and can tear during sex, which is what we spoke about when the bleeding happened. If your penis keeps getting torn, you may need an operation called a frenuloplasty to lengthen the frenulum. This makes sex more comfortable and reduces future risk of tear. Thirdly, Megan the Stallion, we question what her fans are called. And I honestly think she really missed uh, some marketing scheme here to call them stallions. But instead, I guess she calls them hotties, which is just so bland. But I'm a hottie. Hey. And then lastly, when we talked about Sam Smith, when he called his fans sailors, Sam Smith sailors, we questioned what that was called. And it's called alliteration. And that was correct. And according to dictionary.com, that is what an alliteration is. And an example of that would be Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. That is it for Fruit Facts. And as always, we'll catch you guys next week. Take care. Bye.